Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 105.3 FM HD2. All those important sounding numbers and all those numbers and all that uh, sounding very, very big deal. Well, all it is is for me and have an excuse to talk to you here on the food show on 105.3 FM HD2. Yeah, there it is. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. We'd love to talk for, to you about uh, wherever it is you have been eating lately. And if you're looking for a place to eat, call me. And if I don't know the answer, well, one of our many other listeners will have something to say. In fact, they're clustering up right now as I look at them. However, uh, our first uh, victim, I mean, our first uh, visitor today, uh, well, at least in this hour, is Mike75. And here he is, Mike. Hey there. Hello. Hello, good afternoon. Are you going to hurt me? I know I'm a victim. Please don't hurt me. I'm not, I wouldn't dream of hurting you. <laughs> okay, uh, a little, a little uh, menu for me for the last two days. Today, yeah, I, had, uh, today I had fried kibbe and tabbouleh. Uh, tell fried me where kibbe. I was. Hmm. Biblos Market. That's exactly right on Veterans. Fabulous. Ding, now, ding, ding, uh, ding. Uh, then I had the, the cheeks of a pig for my uh, second course. Where was that? Cheeks of a pig. Uh, gosh, must have been some barbecue joint. Now you're out of my realm. I'm not even. Wait, uh, I, let me let me wait. Let me think. Is it Justine? No. Okay. No more, no more chances. It's at La Petite Grocery. La Petite Grocery. Well, good choice. Well, I was close. That's the uh, that's the owner. Same owner. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, then uh, this recalls about a year and a half ago, my wife and I were in Avignon, France, at a street oh, that must market. Have been something. You're always in Avignon, France. I love Avignon, sur les ponts d'Avignon. Anyway, um, uh, we were there at a street market, and, and a guy, uh, one of the vendors, had just grilled a little bitty bird. And mm. I said, uh, oh, that's I said to him, I said, the, the head of the bird is still on. He said, yeah, you eat the whole thing. I said, no way. So he, he proceeded to eat the whole thing, and then he gave it to me, and I ate the whole thing, and it was delicious. What, wait, what was this again? Was it a fish? A bird. A bird. A little, a little bird. bitty baby bird. Oh, oh, I remember those. I remember there was a report on them on, uh, on NBC or one of those at one point as being uh, cruel and evil and such. I've a never. Delicacy. But it's, yeah, you eat the whole bird, right? Uh, I've never. What kind of bird is it, Michael? I don't a know. Name. It's a, a name I ne I've never heard of the name before. Mm. Uh, it, it, it isn't coming into my head either, but I bet you it will before the program. Michael, let's you and I go out for some cheese fries. 
All right. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, 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 when I'm in Montreal, I, I get <laughs> all the time. Poutine. Oh, you have poutine? Called... Is it poutine? poutine? I love it. They, uh-huh. they have poutine everywhere in Montreal, McDonald's, Burger King, everywhere. I hate to break it to you, but poutine is showing up everywhere, everywhere now. There's like three restaurants, uh, menus in New Orleans that I just saw poutine. Ooh, you can have all of mine. Okay, tell me where it is. I need to go. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for it because um, I just saw it. And it's like last week, and I'm going to have to think, because I look through a lot of menus. So when I find it, I am going to write it down and announce it, Michael, and then we'll have a conversation about it. So look, and then uh, Friday we're going to uh, Chris's Steakhouse on Veterans, and I'm oh. going to have the beautiful hamburger rare where you can see all the uh, the juices, the red juices coming out of it, and the homemade french fries for $15, a great deal. Yep. That wait a minute, wait a minute. The happy hour is that the happy hour, Michael? No, it's it's just a regular lunch. Oh, because I was about uh, to say they have a happy hour burger for seven. I was wondering if they had doubled the price of it. Okay, that's become very popular. I thought Ruth's Chris did have like a great seven dollar happy hour hamburger, but I haven't gone in probably five or six years. Mm. Okay, I'll, I'll double check that. I didn't see anything like that, but. Uh, is that me? No. Nope. <laughs> no, it's just wait, another wait. phone in here going goofy. You just never know. You know, it could be the phone, could be the panting dog, could be me falling off my chair in the studio. You never know. I don't want to think about that. All right. Uh, uh, anything wait. else left before we move on? Okay. What else? Last Michael? story. I think I've told this story before, and uh, I beg your pardon if it's uh, redundant. But that's okay. Tom's told Paris, all his a thousand times. Go ahead. Okay. But coming back from Paris, a lady, an elderly lady, was sitting on the side of me, raving about the food in Paris. So I asked her. I said, "What was your favorite food?" And she said, "I don't know the name, but it was so great. I, I'm still savoring it." And I said, "Can you spell it?" And she said, I think it was C-H-E-V-A-L or something. I said, lady, you know what that was? That was horse meat. She suddenly recoiled in horror in one second before she had loved it. The mind oh, is a Michael, that was cruel. Uh, <laughs> that was so, cruel. She was a poor horse. Oh, no. Oh, well. Don't you love travel stories, Michael? I love travel stories. Great, great. Okay, y'all have a good day. Will you be traveling anytime soon? Yeah, I will. I'm going on a stupid train pretty soon. Oh, I can't wait. Ron, uh, welcome to our broadcast. Nice to have you. Ron, come on in. Happy New Year, Tom. Hey. Happy New Year. What's happened? Uh, so has anyone answered your question about the restaurant where the lamb no. chops with mint jelly no, were served? Uh, yeah, uh, you are the first to even take a shot at it. So let's hear it. You think you've got it? I think I might. Is it Masson's? That's it. Exactly right. Masson's. It was out near West End Park. On, Not quite in it. On West End Boulevard. On uh, West End Boulevard. And uh, they, but they said they called themselves a French restaurant, and they yes. had lots of things on the walls and just the way the waiters dressed and everything that did have that quality 
of uh, Frenchness, although if you actually had been to France and, and knew something about French food, you would take a look at this and say, what are these jokers trying to <laughs> pull with this? This is uh, you know, Anyway, it was so silly. But um, it was a cool place. I, uh, the, uh, the, chef, uh, the, the, uh, the guys who owned the place uh, with their daughter, one of, one of the daughters was there, and then they had some chefs who had been with them for a long, long time. It, it was really a, a good restaurant in its kind of way, but uh, if you were real tough in uh, evaluating, evaluating uh, your uh, food in front of you, I think you might not give that one the full A. Well, I have a distinct memory with regard to Masson's. Uh, my wife and I went there one time, and this is before we were married. We were in our early 20s, and we went there, and this is back in the day when there were no credit cards, um, or at least not, nothing to like, there were no what scale what? it is today. Say again? Yeah. Yeah. What, um, when, and uh, did you have a problem with this? Well, uh, I went in and I had, a, you know, I had about thirty dollars in my wallet. Yeah. And uh, and we, we we walked in and we looked at the menu and we just de- we determined that there was nothing we could order uh, that would come under thirty dollars for two people. Mm. And so, uh, to avoid embarrassment, we just ordered the cheapest dessert on the menu and split it, and then uh, had a cup of coffee and left. <laughs> so it never went back, but it was it was quite expensive. In, yeah, in it day. was. You know, it had that French quality to it, and uh, they played it for all it was worth. But uh, I, I do remember that they could get their prices a little higher than the average person might be used to. You know, this brings exactly. up an interesting uh, matter. Have you ever gone to a restaurant and you get to the end of the dinner? And here's your check, and you pat around in your wallet, and you can't find it. You left it at home or some other reason, some lame reason why you don't have the money to pay for this uh, dinner you, you would do? just have. What do you do? Is that the question? What did, what, if that ever happened to you, what did you do? And uh, have, have you... Did you wash dishes in the kitchen? No, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was that. the classic thing to to make. That's the, a classic joke, but I'm sure that yeah. never happens. Uh, but I'll bet you we find a, a couple of uh, people who did undergo that uh, embarrassment. Okay. I Before think you, would you go, be I have arrested. my own Masson's trauma. On who? I wait. I have my own Masson's trauma. Oh, you Masson's, do? for me, was the scene of more than one bad prom date. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know, it's funny. That's a a part of the city that has a lot of memorances of of bad dates. I uh, I certainly had my share. <laughs> well, the Valley but, High was sort of like date central, so I mean that wasn't too far away. So maybe it's that whole. Or maybe you that's know, it. Maybe yeah, it's that whole. That whole lakefront area. thing. What? It's that whole lakefront thing. There you go. Maybe oh. that's it. You know, I never thought yeah, of I that. Did. My dates never did get that far, so I don't. You know. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, Thanks guys, I enjoy the show. All Thanks right, a bye. lot. So anyway, he got the right answer. Uh, I was asking if you were uh, going to a restaurant in around Lake uh, uh, no, West Lake End. Here. No. And uh, you got just there. in general. And yeah. We saw 
Yeah, and you were uh, and, and you wound up there, and uh, you wound up not being able to pay. What oh, did you do? Oh, okay. So we were moved. Oh. He answered the question about about yeah what do you, yeah what, what you were asking. But you're moving on to another question now. Okay. Yeah. Well. All right. He he's he inspired you with his embarrassing. Uh, restaurant story and so now you're moving on to the worst embarrassment which is you have nothing with which to pay a check mm-hmm. all right what do you do two six zero six three six eight is the number has that ever happened to you tom uh-huh oh really yeah what well, what did you do I uh, I conf- uh, I went ahead. And well, you're Tom Fitzmorris, so that's okay. The, he the guy who owned the place had no idea what that meant. Oh, okay. Uh, and this was also much when I, when I was much younger. Oh, that was when you were just Tom Fitzmorris and not the Tom uh, Fitzmorris. I think I was just Tom back, back then. <laughs> back then you were probably but, Tommy. Uh, anyway, so uh, I'm having uh, th- it was a, a place on Canal Street. It was a steakhouse called the. What was the Buck name? Buck 49? Buck, no, it was, it, they were allied with them. It was the same uh, company. Uh, so it was, uh, gosh, uh, anyway, it was on on Canal Street, <clears throat> and they they really did great steaks there. It was all USDA Prime. They made a big fuss over it. Anyway, uh, it's time to pay the check. Hey, you got me curious. And I told the, uh, the waiter, you know, I, I don't know what I did, but I don't have... Uh, any cash on me, but I, I only live about five blocks away from here. I'll go get it. And the waiter called the manager over, and the manager said uh, that I, I had to show in some kind of credentials of some kind. I mean, do you have a watch? I mean, it, it had gotten it to that point in about three minutes. I, I was astonished, not so much that I had to give him my watch, Mm-hmm. But that it would have come about so quickly, mm-hmm. it, it was it was really frightening. I didn't know what they would do. Next thing I would do, they'd bring out a whip. Or, <laughs> who well, you knows? know, there are people who do that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. like um, when we were talking to uh, my favorite waitress ever, Brandy, over at Porter and Luke, and she was talking about customers who, for you know, at times will eat a lot more of something and then say they don't like it and you know yeah, yeah, yeah like that's well, you ate story. it <laughs> you know well anyway all all of that worked out pretty well because i said would you take a check mm-hmm. which you know in those days uh, checks were not really accepted as money it, it, it's we're talking about 1960s here and uh i said uh, they said okay uh but uh you know and i Filled it out. Closer to the mic, Tom. I can't and, uh, and that was it. And uh, they, they let me go. And uh, I never it's heard back from what, them again. probably, what, $3.75? No, it was, uh, <laughs> it was in te- the teens. Like oh, wow. $12. $12. No, I, I oh, forget. But anyway, yeah. I feel like I've got to say this. Anybody who maybe recognized the identity of this restaurant, they did not do anything like that, as far as I know, to any of the other customers, so I'm, I'm certainly not uh, criticizing them for for that. Uh, but I remembered to maybe wear a watch for a change, and maybe even 
uh, carry a couple of dollar bills. Yeah, with probably a good idea. Two six zero six three six eight is the number if you'd like to join us. WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two is what you're listening to. Welcome back. It's the Food Show. It's the only program of its kind in America, near as I can tell. I'm bragging about that because I think it's true, and also that you can take pride in our city, New Orleans, which has been known, and I will let it be known again, uh, is America's best eating city. Do you think that's true? Bobby oh. Flay doesn't. Bobby Flay. <laughs> I just said that to get uh, you going. Oh, I just said correct. it to get you going. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Today is the day of Tom Monahan. Tom Monahan. Yes, birthday. Uh, oh, who he? Yes, he is the founder of Domino's Pizza. Born today in nineteen thirty-seven. Oh, yeah? I didn't realize he was that old. Um, Tom Monahan uh, is never mentioned anymore because he ran afoul of the thought police before Papa John's did. But I was wondering if you had a preference out there, folks, Domino's or Papa John's, what would it be? The pizza business, uh, Domino's Pizza, was started with a $500 loan. Mm. Wow, uh, uh, is all you can say to that. Yeah, uh, I've got... Uh I don't know how this will play into this, but we'll see. You have a, a place called Domino's, yeah, and it's a pizzeria, yeah. All right. Do you know? Uh, I'm sure you do. Uh, Herb Saint, the restaurant Herb Saint, yeah, on St. Charles Avenue at the corner of uh, of um, Gerard. Gerard, thank you. And uh, that was a pizza parlor. Back in the 50s. It wasn't Domino's, though. It was Domino's. It wasn't not, the Domino's. Not the Domino's. Ah, okay. But it was uh, here in New Orleans. Uh, and they, they were famous. First of all, their pizza was great. And the best thing they had was something called a garlic pizza. Now, the, the best way to describe it is imagine this. You've got a pizza right in front of you. And the guy making the pizza has full fistfuls of chopped garlic and just really hitting the top of this thing with this red sauce and all the rest oh, of it. Oh, it had red sauce on it? Oh, was it, had, it a white pizza? No, it wasn't a white oh, pizza. Huh. He had a lot of garlic, and he also had a lot of tomato and just about everything else that goes into a pizza. He also had a jukebox that played the widest uh, expanse of different music that I've ever heard. It's the only place I knew of that had uh, the Beatles and uh oh gosh what was that guy's Leonard name? Bernstein conducting close the symphony. enough <laughs> close enough but it was uh, uh it'll come to me later when the show is over but uh it, it, I, I wonder if anybody remembers that I, I remember going there when I was in my teens and 20s and it always was good I used to live in that neighborhood and uh, so if you uh if if you, uh, did you go to the you you? <clears throat> how long did it last before uh, it became something else? It just uh, <laughs> w uh, was sold as something else. In fact, uh, some of our local chefs got involved with various restaurants. Two or three of them that w were at that location before for Saint. What were yeah. they? Because I remember some uh, of them. One of them was uh, a French chef. Once again. Okay. If I were sitting at home, I could give you this name right off the bat. But it's the um, was a, a number of uh, different, uh, mostly French restaurants that were at that very spot. And I, I thought it was always interesting that here's pizza, which is take it was uh, unknown to most people mm -hmm. living in New Orleans, and here they were, uh, and their name really was Domino's. I wonder if I wonder I wonder if he might have gotten the name from there. Maybe you never know. I, I don't you know. know. 
Anyway, pizza, uh, Domino's oh. Pizza. Yeah. Pizza Hut, Papa John's. False. That's my answer. False. I'm trying to think of any other really big pizza chain. Papa John's, Domino's, Pizza Hut. If you had to choose, you had to have takeout pizza, what would it be? I kind of think it might be Pizza Hut for me. Yeah. I've never been a Papa John's fan. The The sauce was always too sweet for me. I don't like that sweet sauce. And we certainly did eat enough of our Domino's pizzas. We mm-hmm. ate a lot of Domino's pizzas when the kids were younger. But if my memory serves me correct, I think I prefer the crust on Pizza Hut pizza, which is always kind of a cracker crust, I thought. Hmm. Speaking of garlic pizzas, I wish that Andy's Bistro would bring their their garlic white flatbread back. They were serving it as a giveaway. You know, they started out mm-hmm. with cheddar biscuits, then they quit the cheddar biscuits and they cheddar went to biscuits. just this garlic and olive oil flatbread. It was really great, and then they stopped doing it all together. But I wish they'd bring it back. Two six zero six three six eight. We have a couple of questions out on the. I think it's a buffet show today. A buffet. I think it's a buffet today. Well, good. Hand me a piece of that cheese over there, would you? Uh, <clears throat> so we have. What happens if you have ever? What happened? Uh, if you ever did forget your money and had to pay a bill in a restaurant. Oh, has anyone called in on that? How did you handle that? What uh, what happened? And uh, I'm throwing it out since it's the birthday of Tom Monahan today, the founder of Domino's Pizza. Mm-hmm. What of the fast food pizzas would you choose if you had to choose one? Hmm. No, I false. I can't even remember the last my, time. The only, uh, I can't even remember the last time I had a pizza like that. There are so many other pizza parlors doing pizza in a classic uh, Italian style right now. Why would you go to one of those places? Because it's fast and because it's fast. like a, it's like going oh. through a drive-through. Like oh. you know, oh, when the no. kids were little and you were off eating your gourmet food, and the kids and I were were here. Eating uh, mac and cheese behind your back. That's where and going to Domino's. That's where we. <laughs> we were separate. some of Domino's best customers back then. This is where we separate from uh, two the, opinions. Because we metal, we didn't let the, our kids eat anything but eats gourmet the road. stuff. He's. Huh? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm laughing hysterically, Tom, because you were always out at one of your fancy restaurants, and that's all we ate. That's, That's all right. we ate, That's mac my- and cheese and pizza pickup. Oh, we also did uh, tray in pickup, too. Oh, and little Tokyo pickup. <laughs> yeah, this is what's going on. It's almost like cheating on your husband, you it, know? It is. You're, you're, you're feeding the children like mac and cheese while he's, while he's the food critic of town. Our uh, show today, uh, aside from other reasons to say so, is the... Uh, <laughs> Is, uh, New now Orleans, that's that's the, that's the mark of a buffet show instead New Orleans of a buffet. hamburger and seafood. Uh, We're just getting to company. that spot now. And uh, it's it it's uh, I remember when it opened, and I got to talking with the people who were running it. One of the one of the original owners was a guy I knew, sort of semi, uh, from some other thing that I don't even recall anymore. But the uh, I got to talking with him about. What, you're the guy who's running this New Orleans hamburger place. Now, what, what makes you think that you can get any mileage out of a hamburger 
in this city when there are so many other things like roast beef poor boys and all the rest of it. And he said, I think people are going to really go for a very classy, very well-put-together hamburger. I said, well, I hope you do. I hope you uh, are lucky with that and get it. Well, indeed, they did get it. And um, what they found was what people wanted was to have the batter, excuse me, not the batter, to have the uh, the butter, and not that either. Uh, it, it is It brings the meat, which has been only recently cut up. It's all fresh. It's all prepared to order, and it's ready to go. And they put it on a, a, a bun that has got a little crusty quality to it. The hamburger itself is a little crusty around the edges, which I find very delicious. And uh, it's uh, juicy on the inside and kind of crunchy on the outside. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company, hey, they've got a new surprise over there. They have grilled oysters now, charbroiled oysters. Ten locations around town, New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. Boom, boom, boom. Today is also an unfortunate anniversary. Marie Antoinette was beheaded today mm. in 1793. And it's really sad that she said, uh, she didn't say let them eat cake, but that was attributed to her. Actually, she did kind of sort of say it, but it wasn't taken the way. It was taken out of context, let's just say that. Anyway, you say there that it's thinking about that makes you think twice about telling people that they shouldn't eat frozen food. <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's something else in that. And uh, the, the king who uh, was, well, the king of uh, France at the time, who was about to be killed along with uh, his wife. Everyone who, who ever set foot in the palace, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, when, when that went down... Uh, the, you know, I forgot where I was going with this, so we, we'll have to save it for a, a little later. Okay. Uh, if I even remember that. But uh, we'd love to talk with you about anything else on your mind. 260-6368. Now, wait, I'm going to have to pull this out. Okay, oh, well, well, you start working on that. And yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to keep the show going, that today in 1875 is the birthday uh, of a guy. You found something? You, you figured it yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. Uh, here we have the king of France. He's Louis the Sixteenth. Mm-hmm. We had, don't uh, we? We kind of halfway, halfway do, uh, have a restaurant here. Who was? It was King Louis the Sixteenth. It was Louis the Sixteenth, not the King Louis the Sixteenth. Just Louis, Louis yeah, XVI. you're right, Louis the Sixteenth, and uh, that was a great restaurant in its day. It was the, uh, a whole new idea of what French cooking was like, and it spawned a whole lot of uh, great chefs locally. And uh, a lot of other just generally nice things. It, it was the sexiest, uh, like I would know anything about that. I just put that in there because I knew it was coming. And the uh, <laughs> and if you were to uh, to, uh, to have Louis dinner the 16th, there, you thought was it was. I'm trying to remember it, that place. It was a beautiful, beautiful restaurant. Lots of service at the table. This was one of those yes, places that that, that uh, sure. Chateaubriand. Uh, they would do beef Wellington. A lot of restaurants, uh, very few restaurants, had, had that around town. So anyway, uh, so in talking about uh, uh, what's her name, King Louis, yes, uh, Marie wife, Antoinette. Marie Antoinette. We're mem- uh, memorializing her, but also uh, Louis the Sixteenth that did a lot of damage in his own way. The food show. Well, you know, we want to put some some stories behind your food here. That's that's the whole concept. We'll be back with more of the more of it 
in just a moment after first please this hello welcome back you are on the food show 105.3 fm hd2 all those things nice to be here with you talking about the food scene in new orleans which is inimitable if you ask me 260-6368 is our telephone number it's been a pretty busy show today, wouldn't you say, everybody? Tom, you'll love this mm-hmm. quote on your almanac. I'm looking at it, too. I bet you it's the same one. <laughs> it's the about the critics? Yes. Yeah. You want to read that to make every read Yes, the whole because thing. you are the critics. So, I mean, not so much anymore, but critics. Oh, I love no? every That's bone in their heads. <laughs> That's Eugene right. O'Neill. American playwright, born today in 1888. Wow, that's a while ago, ways ago. I guess the way everyone gets back at, quote, critics is the way they are portrayed. Like, I love the way... Yeah, they really are. I love the way the critic is portrayed in uh, Ratatouille. Mm Mm-hmm. All that's for real, too. The amazing thing. Uh, When I saw that Well, the fact that they're all portrayed the same way... Oh, that's true. Everywhere, they're they're portrayed the the same way. These incredibly... Pompous. Stephen, you said? Stephen? Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Okay. Um, Marianne, why are they putting canola oil ads on when you don't like canola oil? Oh, I, listen, you don't know what goes on when it's on in the studio. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't beat know. Tom up. <laughs> <laughs> I do beat Tom up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good excuse to beat Tom up. There you go. Okay. Um, uh, have you been to Chef Duke's restaurant? We did. We gone? went the day. Yeah, we went that Wednesday that you left. Actually, we oh, went okay. a week ago. Yeah. Have you been back since you've been back? No, I just got back yesterday, so oh. I was thinking about going tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we liked it. I liked it. Um, yeah. I thought. The, the spin dip. Well, Stephen, you must not read nomenu.com because I wrote about it. Um, there no, was, I don't. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't have all that fancy stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was, we got, um, we got a spinach dip that was really good. It was really good. And uh, we got some fried green tomatoes. And Tom was flummoxed for some reason by the fact that there were only fried oysters in the house. And so he did not order anything, although he was looking to order something with oysters. Uh, We got something that was really, really interesting. It was, um, he calls it the Louisiana Bowl. Have you had that, Stephen? No, no. Okay. Well, one of us got meatballs and spaghetti. I got a stuffed, um, I, <clears throat> I got a stuffed avocado with crab meat and shrimp, and then some grilled shrimp on the side, and then we got a seafood cake, which was a deep fried thing, and it was all really good. I thought Tom was like. Mm-hmm. Three days open, you know that kind of thing. But um, yeah. but the the uh, the Louisiana Bowl was was a brown Cajun, very Cajun jambalaya, and then there was red beans on top of that, and that was topped with andouille and a grilled chicken breast. And it sounds kind of 
maybe gross, but it's not. <laughs> it yeah. was really kind of like it's a take on the on the you know the whole bowl situation. You got to have a bowl on your menu if you're opening in 2019. And yeah. so I thought it was kind of a clever take on that. We liked it, and of course we had his um, his ice cream poor boy, which is just killer. What did you have when you were there? Um, well, I had his um, spaghetti primavera. Mm-hmm. Spaghetti meat sauce, uh, and then I had his hamburger. Yeah, how was and that? I had his French fries. It was good. I think it was a little overdone, and I don't imagine he was actually cooking the hamburger. But uh-huh. uh, and it was only six ounces, so it wasn't real. It wasn't mm-hmm. long. I mean, I usually like an eight ounce hamburger, but you know, six ounces. Um, He's not but, doing fresh cut uh, fries, is he? Yeah, he's making the ones like Antoine's. Oh, oh, that's right. You told me that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they puff huh. up. Yeah. Okay. Um, and um, I did have, and I really like it. I mean, I eat it. Uh, the ice cream that you had, the oh, ice cream sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can get them in uh, Walgreens, and I mean, you they're you can buy them over the counter, and that's what he's doing. I mean, he said that to me that you know they're over the counter, but he added chocolate sauce and he added whipped cream and and oh, okay. twice well, the was price giving, that I was you could buy him a lot it. Of credit. Huh. Yeah. I wonder if he's using the New Orleans ice cream yes. sandwich. Is yeah, it? That that yeah, that's what he's using. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so Which good. Which I think is always superior. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's so good. That explains yeah. it because it's, That's it's a really delicious. my favorite ice cream sandwich. sandwich in the world. Wait, what is the New Orleans? The New Orleans uh, ice cream I think it, companies. I think it is too. Uh, it's really sandwich. Great. And I mean, well, that explains person. that. I mean, you know, years okay. ago when I was in the ice cream business, you know, at the end of the night we would make ice cream sandwiches because you'd use the last of your leftover ice cream so you didn't have to reuse it the next day so you would you would make your dilly bars and you would make our and ice cream sandwiches with the last bit of ice cream you had in the machine okay steven i'm going to ask a question that is probably on the minds of all of our listeners okay is there any business that you haven't been in no uh yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I've been in the hotel, the bar, the restaurant business. I've told uh, you before, I'll tell you again, business. you should write a book. Yeah, well, I've been paid not to write a book. Uh, <laughs> but also, I'm going to tell you that you brought this up, Louis the Sixteenth. My seventh great-grandfather was the treasurer of France and had been sentenced to the guillotine three times before he came to the United States. So mm. you were a little close to my bone today. <laughs> mm. Wow. Not that many people can go back seven generations, but yes. I can actually go back much farther I, than that. Again, but. see, I don't think anyone's around to pay you to not write that book. You should. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. Okay. Is that is that your list for today, Stephen? I, I, I guess that is, yeah. Okay. Well, if you go see Duke tonight, tell him hello for us. He's not really officially yep. open, they tell us, until the 25th. Oh, okay. Well, and I'm waiting. You know, I out. hope his mother's there. I sat down and had, when I had the hamburger, I sat down and, and she sat at the table next to me, and we chit chatted the whole time. 
Who was that? Pretty much, I was there. Duke's Who? mom. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, she's so cute. And she. All right. She's a doll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Take care, Stephen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank okay. You. Talk to you later. Bye. It's, it's the food show. This is Tom Fitzmorris, and it's everybody else who's over here. Doug popped in to say something. What did you say, Doug? <laughs> well, Doug, you're you're popping in. You can pop in and ask him. Go ahead. Too late now. You'll have to wait. He'll put it on his list for tomorrow. Oh. Two six zero six three six eight. Well, Doug, that's unfortunate because you add a little, you had a little spark to the show, and then, but, but then they're going to tell you you're being mean to me. You are mean to me. Why are you spending? No, that's not how. Because you're because you're so easy to be mean to, Tom. That's what it is. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. I have to ask, Doug, can you see if you can get the people at Cafe Degas on the phone? Because there is an urgent plea in the email here about something at Cafe Degas. And I just really need to answer this young lady's urgent plea. So if you could get someone at Cafe Degas on, Doug, that would be a great way to finish out the show. In the meantime, we'll finish out the almanac with words to eat by. Tom, you want to do that? Uh, I don't have it right in front of me it at the right moment. It is right in front of you. But, uh, let's but see. beef is rare. Mm-hmm. But, with, what? Go ahead. But beef is rare. But beef is rare. No, forget it. You just went you, you went the wrong way. But beef is mm-hmm. rare. <laughs> I, yeah, I, oh my gosh! Never I'm mind. sorry. I, I, never mind. I, I'm at a loss all for words. All the way down, Tom. All the way down to the end. All the way down. Thank okay. you. But oh, beef this? is rare within these oxless aisles. Goat's flesh, there is no doubt, and kid and mutton, and when a holiday upon them smiles, a joint upon their barbarous spits they put on. Mm, Lord Byron <laughs> said that. And now, and, and we'll, we should have done that at the end of the show because then people can walk away muttering to themselves, "What does that mean?" Well, you know, it'll take a while. It, it, sooner or later, mean? everybody will understand what it is. Is that right? Yeah, sure. It's it's he's probably a a, a, a baseball poet. player or something. You know, who knows? <laughs> no, yeah. he's definitely right. a poet. Okay, so I'm looking up now, Tom, if you can go on without me. I am looking up this question at this urgent, this urgent mm-hmm. question okay. that this young lady has asked, and I, I feel compelled to answer it in some way. I got it over the weekend, <clears throat> and we couldn't really call on it because they were closed on Monday and Tuesday. I asked Doug about that. And then he said that we should try again on Wednesday. So today is Wednesday, and I'm going to try and get the answer to the question. Unfortunately, I was just in contact with the restaurant, and the spokesperson is not available until uh, later on, later when the show is over. So uh, we can't get to them today, I'm sorry to say. So I just want her to know that, though, that I am trying desperately to get the answer to a question. Maybe somebody else can answer her question it was she said that she had written you she had written you a while ago and you did not answer her 
and that she was please, please wanting to know the answer to this. Does anyone know the answer to this question? Let's see. Please answer. Just a brief reply. Please. I asked before and didn't hear from you. It's about the Hoppin' John Grits mm -hmm. at Cafe Dega. Are they simply that brand which I have now ordered from the company and mm. am waiting to receive, or is something added? If so, what do you think is in the recipe? Thank you for your reply. So we must find out what is in the recipe for the Hoppin' John Grits at mm. Cafe Dega. Yeah, Hoppin' John, you probably know. It is a cause now. You, Hoppin' John is why would anyone black want, IPs. Why would anyone want a recipe for Hoppin' John? I don't know, but you never can tell. People get different tastes for different things. Does anyone but, like uh, black eyed peas besides this I, young lady? I like, I like black eyed peas pretty well. The only well. time I can eat black eyed peas is if they're disguised. Yeah, as what? Yeah. I was on, remember my, my New Year's Day kick that I was on for a while? I have my little <laughs> I have my little kicks. When I was talking about the unleavened bread kick that I was on for a while, and I mentioned that to Mary Lee, she goes, oh, Nigella flatbreads. <clears throat> and she, she practically had like a seizure when she heard it because it was that it was that much of a memory to her. Now, so according to the menu the at uh, according to the menu at Cafe de Gas, the Hoppin' John grits are the Hoppin' John's brand stone ground grits. Hmm. Yeah, she bought she bought it. She bought the brand. And okay? that's, so that's all we're saying it. here. Yeah. So she went through the trouble of finding the company, ordering the grits, but wanted to know if there was anything else that was added to it that made it so special. So we're going to have to keep working on getting this for did her. They, did she ask the, the restaurant? Well, that's what we're trying to do, Tom, but they're not available. So the, I guess anybody really, I mean, they don't need a spokesperson, well, but anybody could answer that question. Is there anything in the grits besides the Hoppin' John brand? But back to the Black Eyed Peas. So I went to, let's see, I went through my phase with um, New Year's Day. And in order to do cabbage and Black Eyed Peas, we grilled something and I made coleslaw out of the cabbage and the black eyed peas went into one of those um, corn and bean salads you know with the really fresh cilantro lime dressing that was good but I also went through a phase where I was trying to make hummus out of black eyed peas don't do that it was not good I mean, it was good enough. It worked, but but I I much preferred when I figured out that I should put the black eyed peas in the little cilantro and lime dressing. <clears throat> you know, uh, that sounds interesting. Although, why you would want to change out the flavors of hummus uh, eludes me. I mean, well, I so, don't. I was trying to figure thing. out a way to make black eyed peas tolerable, but it sounds to me like now that Doug has read that off the menu, that it's not really Hoppin' John. That Hoppin' John is the name of the grits company. Hmm. Well, so it's probably not Hoppin' John. There's probably no black eyed peas in it. So we'll anyway, we'll have to look it up on the web and see what we. Unless turn up they, with. unless it's like a ground dried bean flour or something, but. We'll have to we'll have to we'll have to investigate it a little bit more. Speaking mm. of things that are supposedly good for you, 
<clears throat> last thing on our uh, on our almanac for today. It's the birthday today in 1875 of Henry Sherman, who was a researcher, an early researcher on nutrition, and he made a bold statement that spinach was not as nutritious as Popeye says, although Popeye wasn't around eating his cans of spinach in 1875. But you said that it's not as nutritious, that he that spinach wasn't as nutritious as people thought. I don't know. I Everything I read about spinach is that it, it really is. But you have to eat a lot of it for it to be really nutritious. Like you have to eat almost a whole bag of it in a sitting, which is not hard to do if you, if you, um, steam it, it becomes, you can take a bag of spinach and reduce it into like, you know, half a cup. You know what I find uh, the most difficult thing about uh, uh, spinach is that if you try to make a, uh, a salad of it, you can't really eat it because no fork will jab it down and go through it and hold it up long enough for you to be able to actually get it somewhere. Tom. But I like, uh, I, I, because I had this thing about uh, about uh, Popeye and the fact that he was very strong, uh, I was I was a, uh, a an aficionado of, oh. uh, of, of uh, spinach as a result. And so uh, I keep eating spinach all the time. And my sisters, no, on doesn't. my birthdays, on my birthdays, they, uh, they send me these uh, baseball, well, not baseball cards, but... Uh, 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 T-shirts that have Popeye on the front of them. Because, uh, Did you eat a lot of spinach when you were a kid, Tom? Because I've was, never yeah. seen you eat spinach. I I've, I've, uh, was uh, very much Except uh, if I get spin it. dip. And then spin you begrudgingly eat it, saying, complaining the whole time. But really, I think that you like spin dip more than you say you do. No, I don't think so. <laughs> you, you eat an awful lot of it. I hate to, I, I hate do. to break it to the folks. Yes, I can't remember the last time. Yeah, and mm. you, you, ate, you ate it at Duke's place. That was actually a really good oh. spin dip. I have to say this: I have a real snobbery about my spinach dip. It's that good. Hmm. What's so? What's what's in well, it? Well, you know, whenever you bring it someplace, people want to want the recipe. Every yeah. time I serve it it becomes sort of like a trough. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's really good. It's not, I can't take credit for it. It was, um, it was Steve Stonebreaker from the old Steve Stonebreaker who gave me the recipe and I have changed it. Not a lot. I've just, you know, sort of tweaked it a little bit. But um, I thought that my spinach dip was so superior to every spinach dip I've had out there that I would never find any that was even comparable. But I really liked Duke's. I thought it was really, really good. It was served with kind of nondescript sort of chips that were that you would have found really offensive because you know how anything that's fried now, you have that thing about it. About fried food? Like tortilla chips. and I don't have a problem with that. You, you say that there's something on tortilla chips now and... And oh. um, souffle potatoes is when it started. So you wouldn't have liked them. But um, but the spin dip at Duke's is really good. Yeah, these were, what I was talking about, were, were very, very crispy. And they, they just didn't even hardly seem like uh, 
potatoes or spinach or anything. The only spin dips that I am inclined to eat someplace, I mean, I'll eat spin dip any place because I love spin dip, but uh, the only stuff that I would actually seek out in a restaurant, I'm sorry to tell you this also, but Chimes has a really good one. Yeah. And now Duke's. Duke's is a really good one, I have to say. Anyway, it uh, it's not something that I would go to a restaurant for, but if it's on a restaurant, there's a very good chance that I'm going to order it, and I would recommend Duke's Spin Dip. I don't know if it's his or he's working with um, the people from G. Orlando's. So I've never had mm. the Spin Dip at G. Orlando's, but everything yeah, I those, have had there is really good. Those people are really good. Yeah, I well, mean, everything they've had there is We have good. come to the end of our program for today. We're going to be back tomorrow, same time, as far as I know, uh, 3 in the afternoon until 5. And I hope you'll call us and tell us what you've been eating, what you've been cooking, and all that as we continue to plunge into the night and bring forth the good stuff. Whatever that Enjoy means. yourself tonight <laughs> for dinner or wherever you're cooking at home. Whatever and you're going to do. On 105.3 FM, HD 3. 2. two. I always get it wrong. Yeah. All right. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.